Welcome to the Midnight Frightcast episode number three. I'm Josh. Um, so we have quite the uh, amount of things to cover tonight. So uh, we should just jump right into it before we before we start, though. Uh, Patrick, week. How you know the week? The week went pretty well. Um, I, uh, I I I actually went and saw my doctor today. Okay. Um, uh, it's been months since i've seen the doctor which is bad since i'm diabetic oh yeah, um, yeah. so i got back in with him and he said why have you gained so much weight and <laughs> said, that's a good start yeah there's a good start right there and i started and uh, my, my doctor's german so he has no tolerance for us big fat overweight <laughs> americans and um but it, it was a it was a good meeting with him. I'm you know I, I told him I'm back on track because I haven't really been taking care of myself, but I am now. Uh, so that's a good thing right there. Yeah. And uh, the rest of my week, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier that that my family pretty much knows all of our Christmas gifts, and it's like three days away yeah. from Christmas, and it, it, wrapping at this point, wrapping the gifts is 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 moot. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to even do it at this point. So, uh, and that all happened by accident. And but it was it was it was an interesting week. Those that are like way. the best stories ever. Yeah. Of accidental discoveries right. of Christmas right. gifts. Right. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> it was it was good. I did um, a lot of. So I found an old notebook from a really. Not that long ago, but uh, it's, it's been a while since I've opened this notebook. And I have, like, my wife will tell you this. I have, like, 20 notebooks, like, just regular notebooks in my basement, just full of... And each each notebook has a different script in it. And I found an old notebook going through... I was cleaning up crap the other day, and I found an old script that I had forgotten about. And I dug out that notebook and started to go through it. So I started writing on a new, a new old script this week um, that I'm super excited about. So I started uh, knocking that out, and then I've just been. Uh, have you been on uh, Crypt TV before? I was just there today okay. for something, so, yeah. but I can't remember what so for. They've been. I watched one video like earlier this week, and then I was so into that. Like just they drop little short videos, and right, right now right. they're dropping little like holiday videos. You know, I know exactly what it was because it leads into our first movie. Okay. that we're going to talk about. But okay. I, I was there because they, they hosted the short of the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been doing holiday shorts lately. And so there's <sighs> two on there. There's one called Milk and Cookies. No, and that was what I saw. See that? That is what which I saw. Which was a great, which was the, 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 the guy telling the little girl, don't eat don't Santa's eat the cookies. cookies. And then she goes out there and she, yeah, if you haven't seen or haven't been on Crypt TV, go on Crypt TV. They have these nice little holiday shorts on there. Check out Milk and Cookies. And then they have one on there I watched today called Elf on the Shelf, which I was like, my kids will love this one. Um, but I didn't show it to them because I, the couch isn't that comfortable in my house. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was kind of my week. A lot of writing, a lot of work because I work retail. So it's been super busy, but... The writing is back on track, which I'm super excited about because I feel like I haven't picked anything up and like done anything for a while. So I'm into that. And also, you worked on uh, this week. You worked on Bloody Night Before Christmas. That's right. So we're close on that. <clears throat> right? We're very close on that. In fact, I you know I do want to drop it before Christmas even yes. happens because uh, we want to. 
Well, I mean, we kind of blew the surprise because, uh, but but I also want people to be looking for it. So yeah. Uh, so we're gonna have a little short that's a little gift from Midnight Fright Films to you guys. Uh, that should be ready in the next couple of days. Yeah, we shot that two years ago. Two so years ago. It's two years late. Right. But it's uh, you know, better late than never, right? Oh, uh, definitely. So. Tonight, we talked last week about what we are going to watch. I don't know if we actually talked about it on the podcast or if we talked about it after we went off the podcast. But uh, tonight, there's a movie that uh, we had been talking about and Patrick's never seen. So I was like, oh man, he, he got a hold of it, however he got a hold of it. And we sh- I was like, we should totally watch that because I'm a huge fan of the, the, uh, the franchise in general. And they got a new one coming out next year. So this week we are dissecting James Wan's 2004 film Saw, and right out of the, I love this movie, but right out of the gate, I'm going to get Patrick's initial reactions because did you just watch it today? I I did watch it yesterday. Yesterday, okay. Yep. So it's pretty fresh, and uh, I see his notes. Oh, so, I have like a page and a half of notes here initial out of the gate i just want to hear patrick's reaction go sir okay well first of all i'm just going to describe the movie here real quick a little synopsis uh the directorial debut from filmmaker james wan psychological thriller comes from the first screenplay by actor lee wannell i hope i'm pronouncing that right yeah he also stars in the movie uh playing adam one of the two men chained up in a mysterious chamber the other dr gordon played by carrie elwes uh they both have no idea why either of them got there or how they got there neither of them are led to feel optimistic by the man lying between them dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound together the two must attempt to piece together what has happened to them and who the sadistic man man behind their imprisonment is also starring danny glover and monica uh, potter yeah all right so the cast out of the gate first of all i had never even heard of lee winnell so i'll be really uh honest about that right um cast oh out of the gate though was great because he. I just want to say that because he just dropped who was in it. So I'm gonna shut up now because I want to hear Patrick go. And not only not only those the people that I mentioned, uh, but the, the the person who played Zep also played Ben Lyons. I think was the character's name from the TV show Lost. Yes, uh, yeah. incredible character actor there. The Asian actor that was Danny Glover's uh, other cop. He, the other cop. Yeah, yep. I believe he was in Lost as well. Okay. I remember seeing him in something else. Uh, so they really did have a really good group of actors yeah. in this movie. With that said, what the hell happened? Okay. Now he's looking, Josh okay. is looking at me because, like, exactly, like because Josh is a huge fan of this movie. I know huge. he's a huge fan of this movie. So maybe it was just a little too hyped up for me. Okay. I don't know. That might but be my, I got, my fault. Did I do that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my oldest daughter loves the Saw series. Absolutely okay. loves it, and she always recommends it to me. So I'm you know, thinking, okay, I, maybe I should watch these. But with that said... I still enjoyed it. Okay. Even though I felt some of the acting was subpar, Carrie Elwes to me was a huge disappointment. Really? Okay. Um, and uh, the 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 other actor, uh, James uh, Wannell, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, Lee, uh, the Lee Wannell. Lee, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, it, yeah, Lee. Yeah, Lee. Um, he, I don't know, it's one of those things that if you're the screenwriter, maybe you should step away from the project and let someone act it for you okay. I, I don't know uh, for some people it works for some people do- it doesn't 
for James Wan's directorial debut, I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, the guy knows how to direct. He yeah. really does. It's proof. Um, so there's there's things in there, in this thing, in this movie. But once again, the performance, and there was some writing issues that okay. I had with what, it. What were those? It was, things were just... I don't want to say cliche, but okay. the lines were set up to bring up the next line. Okay. And I, I, I wish I knew how to describe that better. Okay. It's like, why'd you turn off the light? Well, be, uh, be, yeah. so I we could see the dark. They, oh yeah, they totally spoke oh. at each other yeah, all yeah. the way through. So, so uh, that so so I I did write down this line. I said, so what made me like it? Okay. And I'm wondering if it was the way it was directed. That okay. made me like it, like shot and like the shot the, and... the 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 cinematography for yeah. it, because uh, I can't say that the, the 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 dialogue of the screenplay was that great, but the screenplay itself, the way it was set up and structured, I think worked really really well. Okay, did Lee did he write that by himself or did he write that with James Wan and then they separated as far as like. You're gonna direct this, and I'm gonna play this. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do if, I don't know if it was co-written I don't or not. Because okay. um, I know that he did write the original short. Yes. Um, yeah. For it. Um, and I gotta say, I love Billy the puppet. Yes. Uh, that, the, that's on the, a, on the uh, 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 by, on the trike tricycle, yeah. but but also, I mean, with him on the screen and all that other yeah. stuff. That <clears throat> it is, and uh, and if you haven't seen it, go out to YouTube. There's a living with. And working with Jigsaw, they're two little funny clips. If you're a Saw fan, they're very yeah, funny yeah. things. So, once again, going back to that, what made me like it? Because now I do want to see the others. Yeah. And see what happens with it. And I did a little bit of research. And um, there's some things, I believe, in Saw 3 that explain some of the plot holes in Saw. It's Because there are some pretty big plot yeah. holes in Saw. It's really seven movies of filling in the... How do I say this right? It's seven movies of filling in what happened in the previous movie. Right. Does that they, make sense? They, yeah, but, like, but I understand they all kind of tie yeah. in with the first yeah, one. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's like, oh, well, we... Like you just said, there's this big giant plot hole... In number four, so in number five or six, we're going to go back and fill that hole in. Right. So people can go back and they can watch Saw 4 and then they can tie it back to this one and it all kind of makes sense at right. the end. But um, but I'm going to expose some of those holes here. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> because I, I love exposing the hole. And now I'm going to have to go back and fucking watch it again. Well, you may already know the answers to some of these I things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, it's alert i'm sorry guys yeah, it's spoil. a 2003 it's 2004 it's, you know, yet yeah i'm yeah unless you're being forced to watch it <laughs> okay so the first one is how the hell did he lay motionless for eight hours okay because i i went and looked some people said oh well he laid motionless for 90 minutes and i said well that's the length of the movie if you look at the clock at the very beginning yeah it's like 10 30 Okay, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say what you're going to say next. Because... And, but it goes all the way to 6 o'clock. So yeah. he's sitting there for seven and a half, almost eight hours. Yeah. Motionless. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how the hell did he do that without breathing, moving, anything? So to me, that was a big plot hole. Okay. I thought you were going to follow that up with, I went back and researched, and there's no way anybody can lay still for that long. No, no, and no, I was no, like, no, oh no, man, no, you no. dug deep. No, 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 no. Okay. 
so that's the first one. And okay. but from what I understand, that is addressed in another movie. But to, to me, for if I would have been sitting there in 2004 watching this, I would have got that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is technical. Not okay. a lot of people would know this. How the hell were they electrocuted? Because they only had chains attached to one leg. They weren't grounded. So there's no way that there was a current that could run through their body. So that bothered me. Okay. So that's, okay. A, that's a technical thing okay. that not everybody's going to pick up. Uh, okay. Here's another technical thing. Okay. <laughs> cell phones. The cell phone that he picked up, he said... This has been adjusted so that it can only receive phone calls. Jeez, I don't really like digging into this stuff. Okay. But by law, every phone Jeez. has to be able to dial 911. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Jeez. So that, okay. He's an oncologist, he's a doctor making lots of money. And he has a line in there that says, Well, I couldn't be there because my wife had the car. Okay. What yep. doctor, that, wife, yeah, yep. daughter situation? There's only one, one car, car yep. in the family. That, I got you okay, there. maybe somewhere down the road they say oh, the other one is being fixed. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I'm so that made me laugh when I heard that line. Okay. My, okay. my wife had the car. <laughs> what? <laughs> my wife and I are making dirt. We have two cars. Okay. Um. Uh, here's one. At the very end. Okay. How did the doctor not notice that there were no shell casings in the gun? So when he pulls the gun to put the bullet in, there's no shell casings in there. No empty rounds. Okay. But the guy supposedly shot himself to death. Yeah. You got it. I mean, yeah. I, was, I yeah, didn't even th- I didn't think about that at all. But I, I will say in the heat of the morning. There you go. Say, I will say this, in the heat of the moment, I wouldn't even think of looking yeah. at that. I would have said, fuck it, I got to kill this guy. Yeah, so the gun, yeah, yeah, plug yeah. that thing in there. You know, so those are things like, yeah, I can figure this out while I'm sitting in the comfort of my own house. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Going, okay, he told Adam to use his shirt to get the tape recorder. So Adam has to take off his shirt, yeah. whips it over on top of the, yep. hooks it yep, with yep, the yep, thing, yep, pulls yep. it towards him. Yeah. Yet, why doesn't he do that for himself when the phone itself is only a foot away from him at the end? And instead of taking off his own shirt, flipping it over the phone and pulling it towards him, he cuts off his foot. Yes, he does. He does. Okay. <laughs> and the one. There's does even... he take his shirt off, though, to tie his ankle? And, and that me think of it because i thought he was taking his shirt off to flip it over yeah, on top yeah. of the phone no he took it off to tie it around his leg yeah. to cut off the circulation yeah yeah <laughs> and then even after he cuts off his fo- foot he doesn't the answer the phone it's <laughs> <laughs> like cutting uh, off his foot was to go for the phone yeah. and he didn't go for the phone uh-huh. so i mean those are things some of those i could really look past because yeah. it's like it's a movie mm-hmm. okay and also, if you're in that extreme of a situation, are you thinking you're, clearly? You're not thinking clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but once again, even with all that, I ended up being entertained. It wasn't as gory as I had thought it was going to be. Yeah, those get worse. And, dude. Well, and that's, what, that's what I understand. If we did a Saul, like a marathon and watched all of them, I would go back and be like, all right, guys. 
watch every single kill which one's your favorite because they get rough. You like the um the Amanda trap where she's in the the jaw the jaw thing. Right. That comes back in another movie and mm-hmm. it fucking works. Oh, okay. And so you actually see that mechanism rip somebody so it's that yeah. whole that it's a that whole if you show a gun in the first act it has to shoot in the second act it's thing. like yeah, yeah it comes back and it gets not amanda but it gets somebody else the other thing is um uh, I, I and uh, again this is a question like i can't answer but i throw it out is when they wrote saul did they write it knowing they were gonna do more because amanda is a main character through the entire franchise. Right. Amanda's in there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Now, she, now, in this one, in the first one, she's the one with the jaw trap, right? Yeah. So, she's okay. a victim. She's uh, a heroin addict, which you find out. I don't know. If, I don't think they explained it. They tell her that she's a yeah, drug addict. Well, he says that he, he, she's a junkie type she, thing. Yeah. yeah so, she's Glover does a say heroin that. addict, and that comes back in the second one because she's a victim in the second one as well. So, uh, uh, she's a, she's a main, a huge part of the, uh, franchise all the way through to the end. I'll be really curious. Cause again, I don't remember how it, it ends when the last Saul came out. I'll be really curious if she's in Saul legacy. Okay. Because, uh, she's a huge part of that franchise. Um, this is what I love about Saul other than. The story and like you know, the, oh that's the other thing. Before I before I start, I wanted to talk to you about because uh, I want to get your initial reaction on that twist at the end. Did you see it coming? Yes. So you knew that was gonna. No, I didn't know that he was gonna be it. I didn't know the person lying on the floor. You didn't know he was gonna get up. I didn't know he was gonna get up. Okay. That so spoiler, he gets exactly. Up. So that that took me by surprise. Okay. But I knew that the guy who played Zepp, the the guy who was poisoned. Yes. I I knew he wasn't it. Okay. And I knew Danny Glover wasn't it. Okay. Um, but I didn't expect that. Okay. So I've told this story before. Anybody that I, I've talked to uh, Saul about, I've told this story before. I went and saw that movie in the theater with my wife. Okay. So 15, 10, 15 minutes into that movie, she leans over and goes... That guy in the middle, it, he's gonna get up, and I was like, "Motherfucker, don't say that!" And sure as shit, ninety minutes at the end of that movie gets in. She even told me it was gonna happen, and he got up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, crazy in the theater. We were like one, of, we were like two of eight people in the oh, theater. Wow. There's nobody in there, but I was freaking out. I was like, "That's awesome!" And I was just like going crazy. I like the twist was great, even though my wife spoiled it for me. I thought the twist on that movie was creative, great. I didn't see it coming. And uh, the other thing I love about Saul is, from a filmmaker standpoint, that movie is so easy. Mm-hmm. Not like they had like a little over a million dollar budget, so we don't have that. But that movie is so easy. It's essentially two actors. In one location, three yeah. actors in one location. It very rarely moves out of that location, right? right. And even the and, the locations they move into are are restrictive in the yeah. sense of you're in it's an a office house, or a house hospital. or a, a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And 
from a filmmaker standpoint, that's the kind of stuff. Again, I know we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. That like I this is like you should chase that if you're an indie filmmaker. That's and that's what they were. Though they had a million dollar budget, that's what they were when they made Saul. Was they made this as an as a essentially an indie film, and they wrote what they could get a hold of, and that's just like what I want to keep pushing is indie filmmaker or any indie filmmaker is get a hold of what you can get a hold of right and write for those locations that you can get a hold of because a lot of times we write ourselves into this little box and then we go oh shit i don't we, know how to we can't do it we just don't have the budget no yeah. way so that's the kind of thing i would love said so when we wrote remission we like we have this warehouse so we have to write everything around this one location yeah. and that's just like you know, you keep. I keep wanting the push going back to that. Is we and I went on an indie filmmaker tangent, so I apologize. But uh, you know, that's what I keep trying to push. And again, what I love about Saul is they have they did a whole lot on a very minimal, of like what was like as far as what they could get a hold of. Right. So that's one thing I do uh, enjoy from a filmmaker standpoint about Saul. I love the movie. I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you got your reactions. I uh, think you you ruined it for me. Now I have to go back and watch all these little things, and I'm all gonna shout at the TV like, "There's no <laughs> could be executed now uh, or electrocuted right now." Yeah. So no, and like I said, I walked away from it thinking I should probably watch the next one and yep. see where it, see where this journey takes me. Well, if you want to chase that franchise, Patrick, I happen to own the whole thing, so you let me know. Uh, uh, I'm telling you right now, at least the next one. Yeah. Uh, it may get to a point where it may be too gory for me because uh, I'm not big on torture films and stuff like that. That's what I was going to so, talk to you about, too. That's the other yeah. thing is, like, have you seen uh, uh, our missing guest here tonight uh, brought up a really good kind of topic when you watch the Saw series? If you've ever seen Eli Ross Hostel mm-hmm. series. That came uh, out about the same time. Ish. It? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, People started talking. That's when people started talking about torture porn, right. and like, do you really want to watch people saw off their ankles and all the other stuff? Was it too gruesome? Which is worse, hostile or saw? As right. far as like the gore factor, uh, well, it also brings up the question: How much do you really want to see? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it better to leave <laughs> it up to people's imagination as to what's happening? But there's no. people out there that are like, if you're not showing it to me, then it ain't happening. Right. Because so, in Saw here, you never saw him actually saw through his leg. Um, yeah. That was off screen. Uh, when you Amanda... You see his reaction. You see his yeah. reaction. Uh, when Amanda did what she needed to do to get the key, you, yeah. didn't, you didn't see that. You saw the after effects of yeah. it. Um, so you, you never really saw any actually, yeah. real... You know, Maybe it was because they didn't have it in their budget or yeah. whatever. But um, And that's what I think kept me in it as well as because it left it up to my imagination yeah so well the traps get way better in that franchise right. and i'm again, and, i'm a i'm a fan of eli ross right. hostile series as well so right and we're gonna have to jump off this topic okay. here in a second but i do have two more things uh, you talked about the twist in this one yeah. it's hard to do a twist in the next few movies so i mean knowing those movies are is there something to be i think the twist unexpected? is pretty much blown right after the first one as right. far as like what with Jigsaw, but he always has shit up his sleeve throughout okay. the whole All right, excellent. series. So there is There's, something to look forward to. Yeah, with that. and and uh, uh, they're always explaining things. And the thing with Jigsaw too, and I'll get off this in one second, is they say this in the very first movie. He never killed anybody. 
Right. He never kills anybody. He just well and Charles Manson didn't either. Well, and, that he, is and true. he was put in jail. Um, but they explain as to why he's doing this as you get further into okay. the franchise. Yeah, because well. he kind of gives reasons that are kind of weak yeah. in this one, but uh, I'll go with it. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to say about this is Kerry Elwes did receive a Razzie for his performance. Oh, did he? Saw. Yeah. To me, it was not connected. It was over the top. It was, it was, I think he just wanted a paycheck. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I thought. It was bad because I, I think he's extremely talented. I think he's a great actor. Yeah, and I I'm, just I just didn't see it in this at all. I don't think he made a connection with the character at all. Okay, so. well, all right. I'm, I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you uh, got that one. Yeah, on your belt. On, on the, yeah. So uh, we watched. Uh, that was the first one we we kind of right. talked about watching, and then the the next one that we watched. Well, we wanted to get, bring in another Christmas movie before yeah. the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go. You, you can uh, set this one up, Patrick. The movie was called Black Christmas, and actually, this is the 2006 version yes. of Black Christmas, not the 1974 version, which e- I, which I do want to see. Which now I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. and it is on YouTube. So oh, you is can, it? Yeah, the okay. full version's on YouTube. So, uh, Black Christmas, Billy, a young boy, was abused by his mother as a child. Uh, his mother cheated on Billy's father and eventually killed the man while keeping Billy in the attic for a good while, uh, while she was uh, with her lover and starting a new family. Um trying to see if I want to read that part there because I don't want to give away a, kind of a weird part of the movie. Uh, but Billy came out of the attic after years and brutally oh. mu- murdered his mother yeah. and her lover and cut to present day, a group of six sorority sisters uh, now live in that house and they find themselves being harassed by threatening and intimidating mystery phone calls during Christmas break. As one of the girls goes missing, they begin being murdered one by <laughs> one by no other than <coughs> Billy. Excuse my cough. Oh. Right in the middle of your intro, I nah, coughed. Like that's all right. Um, here, again, here's a good example of uh, you know one location minimal actors. Right. The original writer director of this movie called it a psychological thriller, but it would live more in the slasher genre, right? As far as what I watched, yeah, what I there, saw, was, there was not I mean, much psychological no, thriller that's part. What he and called it, it, it was 1974 a, version. Yeah. So maybe it's more mental. Maybe that version is. I can't yeah, imagine this it is. one was not. This, this was, was a slasher. Yeah, total slasher. Yeah, all the way through. Yeah. Uh, initial thoughts. Uh, my initial thought was: uh, Is this just another in a long line of unnecessary remakes? Yeah, right um, there with you. It. I don't know. I I I, I sat through it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll give it that much. Um, and I think. I was probably meant to take this movie seriously, but I found it more entertaining if I did not. Yeah. Easier to swallow, it maybe. Would, yeah, it was easier to kind of yeah. chuckle at yeah. things. And maybe that's what it was supposed to be. I don't know. I think they did find humor in it Yeah, in certain ways. Um, you know, I don't know how much we want to give away about this movie. Because I, I, I don't. Oh, ten years old. It's ten years old, and I don't know if it's a movie I would suggest for people to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't. If you're a a fan of Christmas horror films, like you, you don't chase Black Christmas first. You know, you no. want to go with like your Silent Night, Deadly Nights, and stuff like that. Um, I don't think Black Christmas is a bad watch if you're going to try to watch a Christmas horror type film. Um, there's clearly better ones out there but i thought this was still a fun it was watchable what i again i rem, i 
I had this movie. I watched it a while back when it first came out. No. I think this is the only the second time I've actually watched that movie. Okay. And I own it. Yeah, this so, is this is the first time I've seen it. Yeah. And it um I, I think it tried to be scary but just failed. Oh, there's no scary yeah. in it at yeah. all. It's total camp fun like Here's the best thing about those movies is, is what I think is the kills. How creative the kills get. Because there are some creative kills in the movie. There was a couple creative uh, ones. Uh, it was extremely eyeball intensive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. I mean, it, it had to be for what they were trying to go for. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, the eyeball thing made sense because of the doll right. and the, all the other stuff. Right. Um explained why he was doing the eyeball I, thing. I, I'm not sure but. I can explain it, but it was he he popped out his sister's eyeball to begin yeah. with and <laughs> ate that one and then like the, the dolls he removed the her doll eyes. removed yeah. her eyes. I, but I'm not sure why he did it and every one of his victim had eye injuries going yeah. throughout the, the favorite thing, part so. of the movie and I probably laughed at this part the hardest was when he was going around the house killing his sister well his sister and, or no, his mom and his dad, and that wasn't his sister, though. It was No, it was... Yeah, yeah, It was... I got you. Yep, I got you. I'm going to say it. His mongoloid sister-daughter. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he went around the house doing that, and he went into the kitchen and fucking made cookie cutters out of his <laughs> mom's... <laughs> cooked them. And he had cookies out of his mom's... He had, he had Christmas jerky. <laughs> yeah, and he just, like, after he kills everybody, he's sitting at the table, like, dipping it in, like... Milk, milk. And just eating it at the yeah. table. Yeah. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was, you know, that's the kind of shit that is in this movie, really. Right. Well, and, and I wrote down, like, one of my favorite lines, and it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. One of the characters turns around a corner, opens a door, and there's this Santa Claus decoration sitting there that scares the shit out of her, and the line is just, fuck you, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Just one of my favorite lines. It had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Uh, so, uh, acting was bad yeah it's really bad uh there's yeah, no bad. noteworthy acting in the movie it's just again it's it's uh, for some people chase these kind of movies though they chase the the camp right and uh you know that's what it's fun and that's what people want it the worst movies. thing i've seen but it's not something i'd say hey you, you gotta go out and see yeah. this one but if you want to include it in your Christmas horror, you know, list, if you're doing 30 yeah. days of Christmas horror, if you can even do that. Yeah, I don't think you can even do that. You might be able to. Um, then I'd say throw it on the list. Yeah. It, it's not the worst thing. Rewatchable? Um, rewatchable if I was going to do like a riff tracks thing with it or something yeah. like that, but. Gotcha. But it's not something I'm going to say next year. You know what? Gotcha. I need to watch this because gotcha. I need to see him eat another eyeball. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So so I'm going to end that section just by saying that it was, uh, you know, Santa left me a lump of coal film in my movie viewing stocking. Okay. That's, that. we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I think that's your, uh, the, the, the best review you can do at this time get, for yeah. that. So, um, um, I do have something I want to wrap up with, but before we do that, plugs or anything yeah, else plug, you want to talk about you can end with uh your ending uh um, what, what do you got on your list I, I know you've got everything written on orange on that is, white I paper i want to talk about uh i just want to talk about the crypt tv thing because oh, i yeah. found that early in the week and uh we talked about saw again huge fan i would i'll watch that any day of the week and twice on sunday uh we can go ahead and pass over black christmas I am glad I watched it, but I'm glad I don't have to watch no. it again. And plug-wise, 
We are at the midnightfrightfilms.com. Uh, a new thing will be dropping on there fairly within the next couple next of days. Next couple of days. If this isn't on before that, then listen to this and then go to that. <laughs> um, Bloody Night Before Christmas, we shot it two years ago. We'll be at midnightfrightfilms.com, and then it'll link you to our YouTube page. Also, if you're on the Facebook, go to find Midnight Frightcast while you're there. And like Midnight Frightcast mm-hmm. on Facebook as well, because we're dropping the podcast over there as well, where you can like, share, and do all the other things. Find us on Facebook at Midnight Fright Films as well, and like us on there. And those are all of the plugs I believe I have. I think I don't have any other plugs. Do you want to drop the movie we're watching next week before you do your Yes, ending. let's do that. Let's so, do that. Uh, not next week, but for the next, next podcast, podcast, we are going to be watching and dissecting Rob Zombie's 31 Super stoked about it. Really excited. Just got a hold of it today. Haven't seen it yet. I'll be watching it here in the next few hours probably. And then Patrick will be watching it. And hopefully Greg will join us and anybody else that wants to get on and talk about 31. Yeah, hopefully we can get a couple more people on here for the next time. So, um, yeah, I just thought I would end up. uh, We're ending the the year here, moving into the holidays and into the New Year's. And uh, I thought I would just share a little story that uh, I share with my students uh, that I work with uh, every year around this time. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a story written by Scott Johnson. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Uh, I don't want to be reading something off here and having him pop up and say, uh, excuse me, uh, I, think, uh, I think I wrote that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is written by Scott Johnson, um, and uh, it's slightly modified uh, but it, it, it's still all writing credits go to him. So uh, this was, uh, and, and, and Josh has never heard this, so he's going to no, be hearing this for the very first ears. time. So uh, I hope he enjoys it, but more importantly, I hope you enjoy it. This is our kind of like uh, gift before our final gift uh, once that movie drops later this week. So, yes. <clears throat> so this is called um, Twas the Night Before Krampus. Twas the Night Before Krampus, with all sound forbidden, Myself and my sister kept quietly hidden. The street lights were dark and no carolers sang. Not even the blessings of the church bells rang. Beneath our beds we were both huddled tight, hoping that he would skip us tonight. Now everyone knows of jolly Saint Nick and the gifts he brings on his single night trick. All the presents and baubles and candies and toys that he brings every Christmas to good girls and boys. But it wasn't the man with red suit and beard whose annual Christmas visit we feared. Outside in the snow we heard a loud howl, the crunching of ice and an animal growl. There came a loud laugh from out on the lawn and from out of the earth the foul demon spawned. My sister and I both stared horrified and prayed that the creature could not get inside. A split moment later, with a thundering pound, our door burst to splinters all over the ground. Into our house the vile creature came, this horrible beast, Von Krampus by name. He was massively tall, at least seven feet, from the points of his horns to his hoof-shodden feet. A moldering mound that he wore for a coat was the shaggy long hair of a filthy dead goat. And I cried and I swallowed my terrified pangs at the sight of his wickedly razor-sharp fangs. His claw-fingered hands looked ready for pain. In one was a bullwhip, the other a chain. 
He growled and he sneered, lips dripping with bile. He pointed at us, said, Naughty, then smiled. My sister and I, we both, we both shook with fear. What terrible things had we done this year? We tried to be good and thought we succeeded. We minded our manners, no punishment needed. We both made good grades. We neither one lied or cheated or stole. We had nothing to hide. But Krampus still came with his evil heart black to stuff me and sister right into his sack. To take us away to his punishment cave where all the bad children he did enslave. We ran to our parents behind them to hide, but they both shook their heads and stepped sadly aside. You must face the music, my father lamented. Von Krampus then laughed, his expression demented. My sister and I hugged each other tight and prayed that someone could save us that night. And just then, and just when we gave up and all hope was gone, there came a loud clatter from out on the lawn. With a tinkle of bells our spirits did lift, Von Krampus snarled the air he did sniff. On the wind came the scent of holly and pine, of gingerbread cookies and holiday wine. In the doorway he stood in his suit of bright red, St. Nicholas came. We cried out and said, St. Nicholas, there's been a mistake. We've been good all year. You can't let him take hold on, not so fast. And he raised his great hand. There's something that's happening you don't understand. Von Krampus did come, that much is true. But the demon of Christmas did not come for you. At the demon we stared, both of us confused. He was there for someone, if not for us, then who? Then I started to think, and it all became clear, who'd been the naughtiest of us all that year? I looked at my sister and she back at me, then we looked at our parents and seemed to agree. No had spent all our savings on clothes and on shoes, while father cheated on taxes and could not quit the booze. And mom also gambled and would constantly swear while father had something they called an affair. <laughs> the more that I thought, the more I understood, we children were fine, but our parents, no good. But children, my father protested, and Santa's face twisted toward the man he detested. Christmas times for children and gifts to be given. You took their innocence and that can't be forgiven. You scared them to silence their souls you did twist, and to top it off, you told them I didn't exist. For your lifelong naughtiness, the piper must be paid, and he sent Krampus upon them with a dismissive wave. The adults screamed as they went into his sack, and we cried until Santa patted my back. What's wrong? asked St. Nicholas. I thought you'd be happy to be rid of those people who treated you crappy. <laughs> We are, I sniffed, sincere as could be. But what is to become of my sister and me? St. Nicholas smiled and laughed loud and deep, as did Krampus, a sound that still haunts my sleep. Why, you'll come with me, he said with great joy. I'll have great use for a good girl and boy. You'll come to my workshop and work with my elves. I promise that both of you will enjoy yourselves. I'll teach you the secret of my toy-making ways, and you'll take over for me when I've ended my days. But, said my sister, her outlook quite grim, 
Won't Krampus be lonely? What about him? I wish to thank him, and I know the way. I will go with him and be his protege. And so, from Kris Kringle, I learned to make toys, and my sister to torture naughty girls and boys. <laughs> and so this ends my quaint Christmas story, and if you're nice, you have nothing to worry. But if you end up as a naughty side lister, next year you'll meet Krampus and my now twisted sister. <laughs> And with that, thank you for hanging out with us on the Midnight Frycast. <laughs> happy holidays, and we'll see you next year. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs>